Hello, and welcome to the Learn to Mediate Online podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and I'm one of the leading experts in online mediation. I have personally been mediating online for over five years now, and I have my own fully online family law mediation and coaching practice. Two years ago, after so many of my colleagues reached out wanting to know how I was doing it, I created the Learn to Mediate Online training program, and to date, I have personally trained thousands of mediators in how to successfully conduct their mediations through an online platform. As a leading figure in the online mediation movement, I am privileged to be on the cutting edge of developments and advances in online practice, and this podcast has been created to share that information with you. So tune in each week to get the inside story on how to mediate online. I invite you to now listen to today's podcast. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I am Susan Guthrie, your host, and today I am joined by one of my very good friends and colleagues, Anna Sombold. Um, Anna is, oh gosh, where do I start with Anna's um, resume here? Anna and I have been friends and colleagues for a number of years. We've both served on the board of the Southern California Mediation Association. We are both on the Executive Council of the American Bar Association's Dispute Resolution. Anna is our budget officer. She's the lady in charge of the money, and I'm the membership officer. Um, But importantly, for any of you out there who attended all of our incredible programming, on-point programming that was going on during the early days of COVID when we were running like three and four webinars, three webinars for members per week. Anna was our programming officer at that time. She is the brilliant mind behind all of that fantastic and helpful programming. Um, But Anna is also one of California's leading figures in the field of alternative dispute resolution. She has over a decade of experience in dispute resolution. She's uh, served as a neutral in over a thousand cases. And if I might brag on her just a little bit more, She is also multilingual. She does international mediations. She has been an online mediator like me for years, not just a matter of months. Um, She is, uh, she speaks Spanish fluently. um, And she is also serves as a neutral on the selected ADR rosters of the American Arbitration Association, ADR services, the forum and several US courts, federal and state agencies. So, Anna, I'm so thrilled that you're here today joining me. Thank you for making time in what I know is your very busy schedule. Thank you, Susan, for inviting me. Well, and I, you know, this was a wonderful idea. I was very excited when you and I were talking about having this or doing this episode because um, you have such a broad scope of um, experience in doing online mediations, like me, you've been doing them for month, for years, not just months. Um, but your your base of um, practice is so much broader than mine. I'm a family law mediator, and so my mediations tend to look the same every single time. You do a huge, wide scope of practice and handle all different kinds of civil cases. And so you have mediations that are smaller, and you have these huge multi-party mediations. And so I think it's going to be great to get some of your input and your thoughts on 
online mediation and how it applies to your type of mediation. I know a large number of my listeners are coming from your area um, or would like to be coming from your area. So uh, I'm excited to talk about this with you today. Thank you, Susan. Yeah, I'm always amazed myself too uh, because I have pretty much mediated every type of civil case uh, starting from employment cases to sexual harassment to wrongful debt to personal injury cases, business partnership disputes, neighbor disputes, real estate transactions, landlord-tenant cases, um, and many of those cases, they sometimes they involve people from different countries, different languages, and, and, and I just found it fascinating. And, and every time that I get a case, I, I can never say no, because I always believe that everything can be resolved. But if I, know, if I don't know about the subject, uh, nobody prepares more than me to. And at the end of the day, I know more about the subject of the case than anyone involved in the case. And it's just fascinating to me. And, and I love the challenge. And I really, I'm a big believer in mediation, like you know. Um, that for me is, is truly the best way to resolve conflicts. And I just think that doing it online even facilitates the, the, um, the service and providing the service to people. And we can reach out to more people and, and, in, and in a more efficient way. So I'm a big believer of, of mediation and of online mediation. And, and I was amazed because I started to, I, I found out about Zoom mediation, using Zoom to mediate like in 2016, uh, because at that time I was visiting my brother in Spain and I had to do a mediation online uh, because I'm, uh, the parties were here in California. And, and I remember when I found out about Zoom in 2016, I figured, oh my God, how is this, that, how, how possible is that? Nobody knows about this. And I remember coming back to California and offering to everyone, offering to all my clients, offering to my, my lawyers, and, and everybody was reluctant to try it. And, and so I guess one of the benefits and the, the positive outcomes of the pandemic was that forced people to try it. And, and when they were reluctant to try it, and now pretty much everyone... Um, knows about Zoom, they know how to use it, they, they're not afraid to try it, and, and they're finally embracing it, especially now with the course closed, the travel restrictions, the lockdown. I just think that is the best alternative and, and provide some way of um, access to justice for people that they're involved in a dispute. So I'm the biggest fan. Yeah, well, and that's, you and I both have found a mutual interest in this back, you know, back in 2016 is when we met, actually. And, uh, you know, that's when I started mediating online, or 2015. And, you know, we, we actually, you and I present on uh, the issue of advanced topics in online mediation. Um, we've done that several times together. And one of the things that I do want to talk about today is we are both firmly convinced and very passionate <laughs> about telling people that the pre-mediation work is actually probably some of the most important work that we do before we go online for those mediations. 
Oh, it's so it's so important. It's, I think this is the most important part of mediation, uh, online and in person, uh, because um, as a mediator, I I I I I do a lot of work uh, pre before the mediation session, and and recently I had an, um, a case with a lawyer from another state, and he was very surprised that I was emailing him a list of questions because I normally do that. Um, they, as soon as I'm selected for a case, what I do is I send an email with um, a list of questions that I have for them. I want to find out everything that I can about the case, about the parties, about the client, uh, about the dispute. I want to know about the legal arguments. I want to know about the facts. I want to know about um, how they're doing in negotiations. I want to know about impediments, potential impediments to settle the case. Um, and I want them to let me know everything. And then I set up a pre-mediation phone call or a Zoom meeting with them uh, to make them, uh, if they're not familiar with the online mediation process, I offer always, hey, what about if we have this pre-mediation phone call instead of having a phone call while we don't have it through Zoom? And that way I can show you how everything is going to look like um, um, during the mediation session. And, and it's amazing because so many lawyers are like, wow, I have, I have never had a mediator contact me asking me all these questions. <laughs> and, 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 and I know me. <laughs> I, well, I, and you know, you don't imagine how many things I find out, things that are crucial for, uh, for the resolution of the case. I found out that counsel used to be the ex-boyfriend of the person that did just die. Uh, I just find out that he's having probably client uh, um, issues. Or, or I find out uh, that they something happened and they don't know if they're supposed to disclose it. Uh, I find out so many crucial information. And, and I think so by sending in an email with a bunch of questions, and asking them, asking those questions, they start realizing about things that they probably haven't think about it. Um, and, and I think so that is, is so, so, is so important. Um, and one of the things that I always too, I ask them, especially in that email, I, I ask them too, if they have talked to their client about uh, about the what happened if we don't get a result, and um, because what I see that is a big problem, especially in my type of cases, um, my 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 cases are basically civil cases. So, um, so where somebody comes and is asking for a hundred thousand dollars, and the defendant is offering a thousand bucks. That's pretty much every single case that I have, right? I have five million dollars. Uh, somebody's asking for five million, and another one is offering a hundred. They always, <laughs> and, and in some way, they bring the case to mediation, hoping that in some way, magically, they come to an agreement and they reach common ground. And and sometimes, so so to bring them close, <laughs> and uh, I have to make them rely sometimes on on managing expectations. I think is one of the most important things that I need to um, uh, emphasize, um, especially uh, with counsel. Um, I ask them to do a risk analysis. I ask them to 
is to talk to the client about what are the likelihood of winning if they don't resolve this case in mediation, if they go to trial, what is going to happen, how much is going to cost, um, how long is going to take. And I, and I walked them through every single question that I have, uh, reminding them to talk to the client and, and hopefully emphasizing um, on, on the benefits of trying to work something out in mediation. So what about, because I know this is, you know, that that would be relevant, I think, in an online mediation or an in-person mediation, right? But when you're having, you know, we've talked about this. One of the things that I think is so important is having a pre-mediation online meeting with each side, because not only does it give you a chance to to get talk about some of this information, get that information. But you know what, as, as our sneaky little mediator selves can be doing, we can be checking to see if their Wi-Fi is good, to see if they know and have good lighting and know where to put their camera, if they know how to use the platform, Zoom or whatever we're using. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot about doing it online as opposed to doing it on the telephone um, that can be super helpful to us as mediators. Oh, totally. And especially I remember in the beginning of March, I, I had several cases uh, already on my calendar. So I, and I remember when uh, with the lockdown and everything, my office closed. So I had to call the parties and counsel and ask them, could we do it online? And I remember having this, everybody like, no, I don't want to try it. Let's just postpone it. And let's just wait for this to be over. And we do it in person because this case, this case needs to be in person. Every case needed to be in person, right? Yeah. So, and I remember it took a while, like in the middle of April, when it finally people realized, well, who knows how long <laughs> this is going to take. So we better try this thing on, of online mediation. Uh, and I remember having the pre-mediation uh, Zoom meeting, it really, really made a big difference with every single council. And, and, and once they tried, once they went through it, once I walked them through everything, and once they realized that, oh, it's not so complicated, it's, uh, it's super easy to use. And you just click on the link, join, and right there you're here, and the mediator is the one that had to do all the work. The mediator is the one that had to create the breakout rooms, and you just have to click, click and accept it, and you go to your virtual private room. And once they realize how easy and how convenient, oh my God, everybody is, everybody was finally, yeah, yeah. over online mediation. And, and it's amazing because sometimes I, and even yesterday I did a mediation, an employment mediation. And the way that we started the mediation was um, I admitted the council, um, defendant's council. And the first thing that he said, it was like, uh, look, I don't believe this is um, going to work today. Uh, <laughs> Because I believe that, and I say, why? <laughs> like, whoa. <Yeah. laughs> he said, he, he told me right, right away, I said, look, when it's online, I, I feel like people is not invested in the process because they're not spending time in traffic. They're not going anywhere. They're not um, feeling So we have like... to be inconvenienced and put through exactly. a lot of trouble for exactly. to have any. <laughs> so I said, well, uh, let's see. Uh, I don't agree with that, but let's wait and, and, and see. And we settled the case after seven hours in online mediation. We settled the case. So I asked him at the end, 
I say, well, now what do you think about online mediation? Do you think that people doesn't take it seriously? I and and I guess my point is um is is um is about working on the mediation and establishing rapport, trying to find out what's happening, helping and coach them to negotiate and 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 that applies to an in-person mediation and online mediation. And so that doesn't mean that because we're doing it online, it, it won't work and the people won't feel invested. I think it's the opposite. People yeah. will appreciate and can invest more time and energy in, in the dealing with the dispute and trying to figure out how to resolve it instead of with the inconvenience of driving and parking and spending um, time and traveling somewhere. Yeah, well, and, you know, it It also strikes me, and I've heard you say this as well, that I think it's interesting that people automatically assume that because it's online, it's an inferior process, when in fact, my experience, and you may say the same, is mm -hmm. that it's a superior experience in many ways. It's not the same, that's correct but it can be as good, if not better in many ways. What do you think? Oh, I, I, I'm a true believer that is superior, the experience that you can have in mediation, because um, uh, for example, um, um, there's so many, so many benefits, but for example, I had a sexual harassment case where um, obviously she was feeling um, intimidated by the fact of um, being in the same room with, the aggressor or the accuser. And when I talked to her about the online setting, um, and I told her, look, it, this is, you're going to be at home. You're going to be, and you're going to be safe. Uh, it's just going to be the computer screen on, on, on. So it's, 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 you don't have to be physically present in the same place that he is. So it's going to be so much safer for you. It's going to be so much easier for you to participate. And as soon as she realized that, and as soon as we went through the whole online mediation, she really, she at the end, she really, she told me that she really appreciated the online setting because it made her feel safer than in a in a physical, and um, this that, uh, to be in the same room with the person that because the whole point is when when you are close to somebody that that um, especially in a sexual harassment case you're probably going to feel intimidated and in some way um, afraid. And, yeah. and, and I think so that doesn't happen in an online setting. Uh, at the same time, I feel like I can engage more with the parties because in my mediations, I normally have multiple parties. And I remember in an in-person mediation, I used to sit down in a conference room with six, eight people and I have, um, and normally what used to happen is I used to have the conversation only with the lawyer while the clients were sitting down in the back and, and they were totally being ignored because they were right there and they had to, the lawyer talk. But now that we're doing it online, there's no way to ignore the client. The, the client is right there. His face is right there. So I always told the lawyer ahead of time in my pre-mediation Zoom meeting, I always say, look, I gonna engage your client because I want to hear from him and I'm gonna talk to him. So and I let him know that I'm gonna do that. And an in-person meeting, um, um, that wouldn't that wouldn't happen. And now I feel like uh, uh, the clients are more engaged. 
and I can get more from the client and, and the participation from counsel and client is, is equal. Um, it is no, like it used to be in an in-person mediation. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it, you're talking about the sexual harassment case. I'm doing divorce cases where sometimes we have high conflict. We have uh, allegations of abuse. We have, you know, safety issues or that imbalance in emotional content. Um, and for me, it's certainly been very true that by having people still seeing each other. So there's still a communication level between them online, but the safety of the fact that they're not in the same place actually enhances the ability to communicate, the ability for the person who's maybe feeling lesser to stand up for themselves or be able to tolerate being near that person. Um, and I find it streamlines the process and being able to, you know, what about being able to share screen? You know, that oh my is, God. that's a huge game changer. Oh my God. And that, you don't imagine how many cases I, 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 I was able to um, settle because of sharing the screen. I think so, this is one of the greatest thing about Zoom and about online mediation that I can share my, uh, the best exhibits that one of the parties have. Um, I have been able to show the exactly the provision in the contract that probably the other side didn't realize it's like a well it says right here <laughs> so what did you think about it <laughs> and the people like oh my gosh <laughs> oh in my oh, sexual harassment track. cases i know <laughs> I, like when my sexual harassment cases uh when people is in denial of ah it wasn't even that bad come on they were just that wasn't nope. significant and i just start showing pictures <laughs> really, really graphic pictures of what happened, the people are like, oh my gosh, yeah, we have to do something oh. about this because this <laughs> yeah. is serious. It's like, a, so that is just amazing. And, and I think that this is one of the greatest things because in my in-person mediation, I wasn't, a, I, I, I wasn't, that wasn't possible just to go around and show them the part of the, the contract or the picture, the graphic picture, and in that way, everybody can see it. You will, have to, you will have to have it printed and you will have to pass it around. And it's not the same thing. Here, everyone is looking at the screen. Everybody's reading the provision that is, 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 the mediator is pointing out is the mediator can show what is, um, what is the important part of the other size case and can make them realize like, a, wow, it's, it's visual. The, the visual aspect of, of the online mediation is amazing. It's amazing. I, I really do think it's the game changer. You know, I found out after I started doing online mediations that our brain processes, visual, like pictures, um, 600,000 times faster than we process what we hear audibly. So just imagine if someone's reading a contract clause to you, how much of that you're going to absorb versus seeing it on the screen and being able to read it. So that's 100% been my experience is that I use visual aids 
in, I've actually worked hard to try and think of more ways I can incorporate visuals in my online mediations because I find it to be such an effective tool. I will do things like pie charts to show the division of assets or, you know, whatever I can think of, pictures yeah. of the children, put them on the screen when we're talking about the parenting plan. So I 100% agree that that is just really one of those things that is far superior in an online mediation. Um, now, you I mean, you do a ton and you've talked a little bit in this um, interview about doing both mediations with just a few participants and then these large, massive mediations where you have tons of people. Now, I know that they're easier, I'm sure, than trying to corral 20 people into one conference center area. But what are, you know, what are some of the other aspects of online mediation that make those mediations more, you know, just a better experience? Well, um, um, the other um, really amazing feature of the online mediation that I think is amazing is the breakout rooms, uh, because obviously I can assign people uh, to those breakout rooms and divide everyone and I'm the one hopping between different rooms, and it's super easy um, to divide people in, in in different rooms. And and I found it for, that if I have um I had that in person, it's not the same, and it's not that convenient because I I will have probably a, a cluster of people in one room. But here I can divide them, and if I want to pull the lawyer and talk to only counsel. I can just say, look, um, would you give me a minute with your with with your lawyer? And I just pull him out, put him in my virtual room with with me, and we can talk in private. And I can move people around. And I recently had a case with it was pretty interesting. Um, um, there were two cases, and there were two employees with totally different claims. And, and one was claiming sexual harassment, the another was was wrongful termination and, and wage and hour claims. And but they have the same lawyer, <laughs> and it, the thing in common it was against the same company. So I have basically I told counsel, plaintiff's counsel, like, look, uh, I don't um, what I'm going to do because they're different claims and they're different plaintiff. I'm going to have you first with plaintiff number one. And then I'm going to move you to, to plaintiff number two. And then I'm going to leave you in your own room if you want to be in your own room. Uh, or I can move you to plaintiff number one or plaintiff number two. And I'm going to go to defendant to talk to defendant. And then I talk to defendant number one and defendant number two because they were <laughs> suing the company and they were suing the president. You see what I mean? I'm getting confused <laughs> just hearing it. <laughs> well, and, and, and so there we go. But... I was able to do that and manage all of that because it was online and because I have the breakup rooms. Like I love that feature. You don't imagine how convenient it is. And at the same time, I think is it gives the people chance to be um, in private in their own setting at home. And and so when I'm in caucus with one. Uh, the other one can be doing something productive with their life. Or they can have lunch or they can have a snack or they can have a break uh, while I'm talking to the other ones. And, and I, I, I just believe it's so convenient and so easy and so effective. I love I, it. I, I mean, being able to move around, I always even make an extra separate breakout room just for me. So yeah. I can go take a little break in there, but also just gather my thoughts. 
Um, but it's funny because you're talking about that bouncing about round between rooms. I remember when I was first starting my mediation practice from litigation, one of the things that I was brought in most often was that, you know, just before the courtroom door, last ditch mediation to settle the divorce before they went to trial. And so those were always usually really high net worth cases, tons of documents and papers. And it was me with, you know, running up and I, I can see it in my mind, me, you know, carrying all my papers from room to room, running up and down the hallways to go from separate conference rooms in my eye heels and my suit, you know, because you had to be dressed like a professional back in those days. We, we haven't talked about the fact that you can be sitting here in your yoga clothes while you're doing these online mediations. But, you know, just the wear and tear on you, the fatigue, I'm not saying you don't get tired doing an online mediation, but as opposed to people having to be moved amongst rooms and all of that, being able to click a mouse yes. and be able to move people around and be able to take those breaks and be able to um, let different people talk to different people that you might not have done. I've actually had cases where I've had a plaintiff, uh, one of the parties who's pro se, and then the other parties represented. And I've actually had the attorney come in to speak with the pro se party to make the offer um, after talking to them about how they're going to do that and all. And it's actually been really helpful um, and something I probably would not have done in person. It would have felt too up close and up front as you were talking about, um, you know, just being in the same room with someone like that. So there's also different things that you can try to move the cases forward online that you might not have done in an in-person setting. Oh, yeah. And, and, and now that I recently did um, a couple of in-person mediations, um, um, it was a grandful dead case that um, counsel like really uh, wanted to have that in person because of how sensitive the case was. And, and at that point is when I realized that that was... Um, one of the big benefits of having the mediation online is uh, that you can see people's faces because people is forgetting. But if we go back to in-person mediations, everybody's going to have to wear a mask. And when you have to deal with people wearing a mask, you can tell what they're thinking, you can tell what they're feeling. So I was really, really, really confused and really trying to figure it out through the whole mediation what the parents were feeling what if they were frustrated if they were um uh okay with how the negotiation was going and and it was very frustrating and at that point i realized and that one of the big benefits of mediating online is that you had the people's faces right there on your computer you can tell right away somebody's rolling their eyes or is really mad or is getting really frustrated you can tell right away right and away having <laughs> having it in person with people wearing a mask and everybody was six feet apart. We were in this huge conference room with tables that were six feet apart. So we were basically yelling at each other, wearing a mask. And besides, I have two core interpreters in the same oh. conference room. So it was a mess. It yeah. was really a mess. And I figured, my God, this, uh, we couldn't have done this in so much um uh, easy way and it will be so so convenient if we have done it online and um, so and uh, another benefit too that I realized too doing it in person and and uh, again 
was that I feel like people misbehave and <laughs> sometimes they in person more than in an online setting. I uh, For some reason, I feel like lawyers can lose it and kind of start, uh, uh, they don't they don't have that patience and they don't have that diplomacy that they will have in an online setting. Right. In an online setting, they will be yelling at me like, "Why are you talking about that? Just know the law. This argument is about. no." But an in person, they can. I don't yeah. know for some reason they feel like they can do that. Um, well, they can I mean, start yelling and thing. screaming and, and and misbehaving. But in an online setting, I I feel like people will be more. Um, aware that that doesn't look really good that I start yelling and insulting people and name calling uh, on the screen well they see themselves right they see themselves so you can see yourselves and I also do think that in an online proceeding people get a little bit of break right as you're moving between the rooms if the attorney is in their office and their clients in their home or whatever that might be the, the, the attorney actually gets a little break. Um, they can be in the breakout room talking to their client or they can, you know, turn off their video and they get a little downtime during the process. And if you're sitting in a conference room, we've all I've been the attorney in the conference room or many of us have, I have, sitting there with your client chatting about the weather or, you know, what you think might be going on in the other room, you don't get that same level of break. And so I think you're just, you're, frustration in your your the process tends to to drag out a bit more um when you're in person as well yeah but that was one of the aha moments that i have recently um uh after being mediating online for eight months when i have my in-person experience i like whoa this would have never happened in an online setting <laughs> and and you're right it's probably because if people can see themselves on the screen so they know that, no, no, this doesn't look good. Me yelling yeah. and screaming at the mediator. <laughs> what, what, is, what is my face doing right now? No, exactly. I think it's funny because in the early days of online mediation, people would say to me that they that they found it very um, disrupting or very difficult to see themselves all the time. Now I think we've gotten used to seeing ourselves mm. all the time. Um, but then when we do something like that, it, it does bring a perspective of, um, I remember somebody once saying to me, don't ever do anything you wouldn't want to see on television or you wouldn't want to see on film, you know, don't ever behave in public. Exactly. In and that's kind of what this is, right? You're, you're on film and you, people can see you, but you can see yourself. So maybe it does cause a little bit better behavior. Oh, totally. And that's one of the probably one of the best things about online mediation, people have to be aware that they had to behave and they control themselves a little bit more. Well, that's a, that's a good one. Let's see. So we have only a few more minutes. Let's try, what, what, what would you be your number one tip for an online pra practitioner right now? Um, and, and, and this is something that I always... Um, I always think that is the most important thing is and and, and and as a mediator, I think that you need to care. You really need to care about the people. You need to care about the parties. You really need to care about the dispute, about what they're going through. And I found myself so sometimes so immersed into the whole thing 
uh, because I, 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 I love to talk to the council. I love to talk to clients and, and just find out, be curious, be, be, be genuinely um, uh, curious and find out what, what is really happening. Um, I, it's amazing to me, but in some way I read that um, doesn't matter what what kind of dispute you're dealing with. Um, in every dispute, is like we are no rational people. It's like two percent <laughs> uh, rationality and ninety eight percent emotions. So you have to be aware of that, and you have to be uh, realistic about that, and you have to let the people. Uh, told you what really um, they're going through and you really need to understand what's happening and be able to listen, actively listening and listening to their, not only to the, what they're saying with their words, but with their emotions, with, with their feelings. And once you get um, to understand what, was, what is happening and you really care about it, they start trusting you and they start feeling like, okay, we can work something about this. and 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 that's what I believe pre-mediation work is so, so, so important. And and, and trying to find out a lot about the, 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 the dispute and the case. And in the beginning of any, every mediation, I always have, and I'm a big fan of individual meetings and starting with each side and, and just letting the people tell me what's happening because I already at that point, before the mediation, I already talked to counsel, um, but in the beginning of the mediation, I like to hear from the client directly, and I like him to express himself and express his frustration with me and tell me everything that he can, and I'm just active listening and 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 I and and just ask questions. I think asking questions is one of the best tools that a mediator can use, and um, uh, because and um, and remember. Uh, um, to just be helpful. And, and sometimes um, I, I believe that too, that it's not only about being um, having empathy and compassion, but at the same time, be a good coach, a negotiation coach. Because sometimes when yeah. the people is really emotionally involved in a case, that is pretty much every case, um, you have to make them realize too at some point in a nice and diplomatic way. Like, a, do you think this is the best if, if this is, a, is the best interest for your client, do you think this is really the best thing you can do? Do you think this is really a smart, a smart move? And in a, in a subtle way, you have to make them realize and you have to coach them through the negotiation. And so many times I find myself like I'm trying to make them realize. I was like, a, well, what about if instead of doing this, you do this? Or what about if we come out with another way and you have to be creative and think about outside the box and 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 propose different options and 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 make them realize there are more options that can be just black and white and it can be something in between. Let's try to work it out and be patient and persistent and relentless in the search for a solution. And this is what I, I think I am. I'm so persistent and so uh, um, I, they don't get rid of me uh, in an easy way. So because knowing I, you, I can believe that. <laughs> yeah, and I think so. That's why I think I keep getting cases because, and seriously, uh, if something that I am is is persistent and relentless, looking for a solution to the case, and and 
and and I really care. And, and sometimes at the end of a mediation, I feel like they're good friends of mine because I know so much about their lives and I know now some, what what they were going through. And 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 I'm so happy that they finally can go to sleep and and give move on with their lives and finally get rid of this problem that they have in their lives. That because being involved in a dispute is is consuming and is 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 I don't wish that to anyone. And so that's why I always feel like um, you really care as a mediator, you really care about helping uh, the parties. Um, You're going to be able to go through everything. And obviously using all the negotiation and mediation and communication uh, techniques and strategies is going to be really natural um, because if you really care, you're going to come up with every single tool available to you to help them resolve the case. You're going to come up with brackets and 998 offers and mediators proposals and everything possible. Takes. Yeah, whatever it takes. And but is is having it is is it's having a good balance of of being um, of, of really like compassionate and at the same time being like a look. This is probably. Um, it, do you think this is the best thing you can do? This you really think this is the best interest of your client, and 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 having a good balance in between, being um, um, really compassionate and empathetic and caring about it, and being a good negotiation coach. Yeah. Well, and I think the the best thing about online mediation is that everything that you just said, you feel applies even more when you're online, that you can do all of that. You can care, you can show empathy, that you can, you know, help your clients um, ask questions, do what you need to do to get the case settled and that it works best online. So, and I want to make sure because you handle cases all around the world, not just although you are located lucky you in San Diego, my favorite mm-hmm. place on the planet, but um, you handle cases everywhere. So how could people get in touch with you? What's the best way? Well, I would say that LinkedIn is the best possible way to stay connected. Uh, I love LinkedIn. I'm always on LinkedIn posting what I'm doing. And and if you request me on LinkedIn, um, I think that's the greatest way to stay connected. Well, and Anna is a prolific LinkedIn poster. So in everything that we're always doing um, with the ABA section of dispute resolution, um, we're uh, both of us, we always post about that. So and we do invite you to come join us there. So I'll have a link as well in the show notes about how to join the ABA and the dispute resolution section. This episode is going to come out just before our holiday party in the section, which is on December 17th. So and that's free for members. So it's a really good time to join us. And Anna and I will both be there. We'll see you there. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. I this is going to be wonderful. And I know my listeners love hearing, especially from someone with such a broad amount of experience. So thank you for coming, Anna. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of the Learn to Mediate Online podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, and if you liked this episode, please give me a five-star rating and tell me what you did like in a review. Join me each Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. to hear another episode, and be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss one. Send me your questions and comments at susan at learntomediateonline.com, and you can find out more about my trainings and programs at learntomediateonline.com. I'll see you next week.